This is the evening edition of the Daily Podcast Practice Show for Thursday, January 13th of 2022. I'm your host, Rich Grimshaw, putting the P in podcasting by practicing my podcasting, the art, the craft, and its sport every day. It's good to be here practicing my podcasting skills, and I want to thank you for being here with me. I'm on a journey to complete 365 consecutive daily podcast episodes, a journey that I began 327 days ago on February the 20th of 2021, and I'm very nearly finished with my one year around the sun. According to the very smart people at nationaltoday.com, today is, among other things, National Gluten-Free Day, when we raise awareness of people that walk among us who suffer harmful, physical, irreparable damage to their lower intestine if they ingest gluten. And that's about two and a half million people in the United States of America, including my wife, Jan. She, We've been married 45 years, and was it 20 years ago? It, it's been a while when she found out that she has celiac disease. It's not... It's not an allergy to gluten. It's a disease where your lower intestine just can't take gluten. So if you ingest gluten, you do you you do harm to your intestines. Irreparable harm that stays with you forever. Gluten, for those of you uneducated, it's a protein. It's found in lots of things. It comes from wheat, rye, barley, and it is everywhere. If you're going to have a gluten-free diet, you got to look really, really carefully at the ingredients on everything that you buy. Best thing is to just buy fresh stuff and cook it your own way so that you don't get gluten get, getting in there and contaminating it. So here's to this day, National Gluten-Free Day. Let's raise that flag high and wave it vigorously. The United States Geological Survey reported 12 earthquakes in the lower 48 states in Alaska in the last 24 hours. The largest was a magnitude 5.1 in Alaska at the extreme western edge of the Aleutian Islands, probably closer to Russia than it is any populated place in the United States. And by the way, that was also the strongest earthquake in the world recorded for this past day. On this day in 1915, an earthquake in Avezzano, Avezzano, yeah, Avezzano, Italy, killed 29,800 people, nearly 30,000 people. The earthquake had an estimated magnitude of 7.0 to 7.5, although it was later recalculated as a 6.7. It took place around 8 o'clock local time, and they don't say whether that was a.m. or p.m., but it was 8 o'clock. And here's the unusual thing. The tremor of the earthquake lasted more than a minute. That's a lot. That means a lot of energy gets expended. If I understand the statistic, if I understand the statistics correctly, the earthquake killed more than 95% of the town's population, wiped them out. And I've got to believe that the physical damage was was commensurate with that. Now, on this same day, January 13th, but in 2001, an earthquake measuring magnitude 7.6 occurred in El Salvador, and it killed more than 840 people. There were, gosh, nearly 5,600 injured, uh, 110,000 houses destroyed, another 170,000 houses were damaged, and 
Then they say 150,000 buildings. I'm not sure what the difference is between houses and buildings, but that's what they say. A lot of destruction. As of February 2nd of that year, there were more than 2,500 aftershocks, and that led to additional damage and just plain terror. I mean, the earth shaking all the time. And then on the 13th of February, there was another big quake, a magnitude 6.6, that killed another 300 people, injured another 3,400, and destroyed 44, nearly, nearly 45,000 homes. So, don't mess with Mother Nature. When those tectonic plates go moving around, imparting that kinetic energy into the, into the world, into the, into the places you live, you need to pay attention. Seek shelter. I just find earthquakes fascinating. The fact that this globe that we're on that spins around so, so much and goes around the sun is moving <laughs> all the time. Great place. Let's go to a birthday. Born on this day in 1898, Kaj Munk, a Danish playwright and Lutheran pastor, known for his cultural engagement and his martyrdom during the occupation of Denmark in World War II. And I'm reading, I'm getting all of this stuff from Wikipedia, of course. Kaj was a strong opponent of the German occupation of Denmark. And despite many of his friends who urged him to go underground, he didn't. He continued to preach against Danes who collaborated with the Nazis. On the night of January 4, 1944, a month after he had defied a Nazi ban and preached the first Advent, Advent sermon at the National Cathedral in Copenhagen, he was arrested by the Gestapo. And the next morning, his body was found in a roadside ditch, dead. He was 45 years old. Well, doesn't seem right to wish you a happy birthday, Kaj, but that's all I've got. Happy birthday, and thank you for your service to your people and to your church and to mankind. I want to go now to economic news for the great state of Georgia. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution reports today in an article written by James Salzar, the title of which is A Wash in Revenue, Kemp, that's Governor Kemp, gives Georgia lawmakers his expensive 2022 wish list. I'm not going to read this whole article because it's very long, but I was just shocked to see some of the numbers that I see here. So let's read. Again, this is the local paper, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Record tax collections flowing into state coffers allowed Governor Kemp on Thursday to reel off a series of voter-pleasing proposals to state lawmakers including pay raises, tax refunds, and increased spending in key areas such as education, law enforcement, and health care. This is the data that really caught my collection and caught me totally off guard. Tax collections bolstered by federal COVID-19 pandemic relief funds sent to Georgians have been on the rise since mid-2020. The record income produced a $3.7 billion state surplus in the fiscal year that ended June 30, and collections have continued to soar as the state's economy recovered. Brian Kemp said nearly two years after the first case of COVID-19 was detected, millions are vaccinated and Georgia's economy is roaring back faster and stronger than other states across the country. And I don't know why that is, but his proposal calls for a record 302 billion dollars in state spending next year, up 11% from this year's budget. 
and his proposal includes $5,000 salary increases for state employees to cut down on high turnover rates, $2,000 pay raises for teachers, income tax refunds of $250 for single filers and $500 for joint filers, the first cost of living raise for state retirees in more than a decade, new funding to reduce a persistent black backlog at the GBI crime lab, and hundreds of millions of dollars more for K-12 schools and higher education. Full-time teachers and school staff would receive $2,000 bonus in the first half of the year and part-time staffers $1,000. That's in addition to the pay raises in the next fiscal year, which begins July 1. Well, there's a lot more to, to go into that, but uh, I'm not going to. I just want to say that I'm, I'm glad that we have the money that we can pay our teachers more and our educators more. They're underpaid, woefully underpaid and overworked. And as a citizen of the state, I don't feel any particular tax pain. So it's not like I'm going to rave against taxes and say, we got to cut them. The libertarian part of me wants to do that. But you know, if you're going to have a functioning society, you got to pay taxes. And as far as I can tell, we're doing okay. Not great, but we're doing okay. And I'm just happy that we've got a surplus. Uh, you know, I, I, if I had bet when the pandemic struck, uh, I would have bet against this kind of thing. And, of course, I would have been very, very wrong. <laughs> so that's why I don't bet, because I just don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but that's news from the state of Georgia, a great place to live, a great place to work, a great place to play, the great state of Georgia. And that's all we have for today. Let's leave it right there. We'll wrap this up in... Let's wrap it up in today's edition of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and we'll stick a fork in it because it's done. I'm Rich Grimshaw, and you are invited to join me again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.